I want to take this opportunity to welcome you to today's episode on the podcast. And today we're going to be discussing the importance of not believing everything you think. It's also important to encourage our teenagers not to believe everything that they think as well. Here it is. You do not have to believe everything you think. Hey, turn that frown upside down. We are more than conquerors, and we can live the victorious Christian life that Jesus Christ died to give each and every one of us. We can live a life of peace and joy. The Greenhouse Effect is a weekly podcast hosted by youth pastor Avery Bowman. This podcast is for teens and their parents. Our goal is to encourage, support, and strengthen the home. Contrary to popular belief, one can survive in this present culture while maintaining a personal relationship with Jesus. Join us each week as we learn from God's Word. Here is your host, Avery Bowman. Hey, Mom and Dad, it's Brother Avery here for another episode on The Greenhouse Effect. I can't believe we're 22 weeks into this thing, and I will tell you that I have enjoyed every single episode. It's grown me as a person. It's grown me as an individual. It's grown me in researching and loving and caring for you all in a whole new light, in a whole new way. And I am thrilled to be doing this on a weekly basis. Um, And this week, the topic is don't believe everything you think. And that can be applied to a lot of different areas of our life. But here's what I know is that there are so many teenagers and so many adults that completely put themselves in prison because of their talk. They talk themselves into thinking certain things about themselves, and then that's what they become, or that's what they think about themselves, and that's who they are. And so our minds are constantly processing information, and it is easy to assume that our thoughts are always accurate and reliable. However, our thoughts are often influenced by biases, past experiences, and emotions, and this can cause distorted thinking. And so in thinking about this episode and in thinking about this, honestly, a lot of times I hear a lot of parents come to me on on a lot of different occasions and they'll say, hey, my teenager doesn't have any friends. Nobody likes them. Nobody wants to, to hang out with them. Nobody wants to be around them. And really, that is just not true. And it's hard to come across and be that upfront about something of that nature because it's not that we're not um, treating that but seriously, but it's one of those things that um, the individuals that are saying that, they get themselves to believe that. And it's essential to recognize that our thoughts are not always a reflection of the reality that is actually happening. We might have thoughts that are based on assumptions or misunderstandings, and this can lead to negative self-talk and impact on mental health. And so one of the the common example of distorted thinking is um, catastrophes, catastrophizing I can't think of the how to pronounce the word properly, where we assume the worst possible outcome in every single situation. And this type of thinking can cause a lot of unnecessary, unnecessary stress and anxiety. 
And it's important to challenge these thoughts by asking ourselves, is this thought actually based on evidence or am I jumping to conclusions? And so even though I'm having trouble speaking here today, it's important that we challenge ourselves. It's important that we ask ourselves those questions and think, when you have certain thoughts, are those thoughts based on facts? Are they based on evidence? Or are we jumping to conclusions? And so we have to make sure that we are knowing that. And so to combat these types of distorted thinking, it's essential to practice mindfulness and self-awareness. Self-awareness is something that we're going to get into maybe in the next few weeks or so. But it's important that we are self-aware as adults, but that we teach our teenagers to be self-aware as well. We need to observe our thoughts and question their validity. We can also seek out different perspectives and challenge our assumptions to broaden our understandings um, of a topic. And so, are we doing this? Self-awareness is huge. One of the ways that we can self-aware, be self-aware, is in evaluating our thoughts. This involves analyzing and assessing the ideas and beliefs that we hold. It means examining our thoughts to see if they're accurate, to see if they're consistent, to see if they're relevant, to see if they're useful. When we evaluate our thoughts, we consider whether that they're based on evidence or assumption. We see whether they're logical or illogical, whether they're consistent with our values and goals and our beliefs as Christians or whether they're not consistent with our belief system. We also evaluate whether our thoughts are helpful or harmful to us and others, and whether they support the overall well-being and success of our happiness in our relationships. This whole episode came about when I saw a quote posted online. It said, don't believe everything you think. Mom, dad, teen listening, hey, don't believe every single thing you think. I'm going to give you three reasons not to believe everything you think here today. The first one I have for you is, the reality is what you think you are. Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. I'll hear teenagers say, hey, nobody likes me, and then they they don't try. I've heard teenagers say, I don't have any friends. I've heard people say, nothing good happens to me. You know, and a lot of times my retaliation is that you don't have any friends. Well, the Bible says a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. So there has to be, again, self-awareness. Are we evaluating ourselves? Are we looking into the perfect law of liberty and examining whether or not we are part of that reason and part of that, that problem there? You see, this verse suggests that our thoughts have powerful influence over our character and our behavior, and therefore it's crucial to carefully consider what we're thinking about. Look, today, mom and dad, I'm not necessarily 
putting this out there. A lot of you have a lot more wisdom. This is not news to you, perhaps. But are you challenging your teenager to evaluate their thoughts? Are you challenging them to understand what they think they are? Are you challenging them to um, understand these things? So what you think you are, number one. Number two, our thoughts should be consistent with God's word. 2 Corinthians 10.5, absolutely love this verse. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Wow. Not sure that many of us go to the fullest extent of carrying out and practicing this verse. The word imaginations here in the original Greek text is logosmos, which can be translated as reasonings or arguments. Therefore, the verse is encouraging us to examine our thoughts and beliefs and to reject any ideas that are not consistent with God's teachings. So if we have any beliefs or any uh, thoughts that are not consistent with what God's word says, we are to throw them out. We are to cast them down. We are to get rid of them and have nothing to do with them in our lives. In other words, we should not allow our minds to be filled with negative, harmful thoughts that go against God's will. But instead, we should align our thoughts and beliefs with God's truths and his wisdoms that we can find in his word. And by doing so, we will experience a peace of mind in a deeper sense of spiritual fulfillment. And we'll carry out that in our lives, whether it's with parenting, whether it's with our relationships with individuals that we come in contact with on a daily basis. Our teenagers will have more of a sense of fulfillment when we're casting down those things, when we're ridding those things out of our lives. The, the verse goes on to say, every high thing that is exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Hey, mom, dad, what consumes you? You say, well, it's not bad. It's not anything that is bad, but does it consume you? Is it exalting itself above God? It could be bills that need paid. It could be um, finances and how you're going to come up with a certain amount of money to Is it exalting itself above God? Is it a health report that you got? What is it that is consuming your mind and absolutely making you feel like you're in charge and you're the one that is fill in the blank? Look, this verse suggests that we should examine those thoughts and beliefs to ensure that they are consistent with God's teachings and his word. Look, his word is to have the final authority in our lives. It is to be what rules our life. It is to be the guideline upon which we stand. It is to be that which, when we read it, he says it, that settles it. So, Number one, what you think you are. Number two, our thoughts should be consistent with God's word. But lastly, hey, think positive thoughts, not negative. 
Philippians 4 8 is a very, very familiar verse, but it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Are you focusing on the positive, uplifting thoughts? Or are you like me at times where negative consumes you? Negative overwhelms your thought systems and belief systems. I've said it, and and I'm so thankful for my wife. She is an extremely positive individual. Me, on the other hand, I tend to be a little bit on the negative side. And she'll lift me up, pick me up, encourage me, and say, hey, Hey, we're Christians. We ought not think that way. We ought not to believe that way. We got to give people the benefit of the doubt. That's not what they meant by that. And it's an encouragement and a blessing to me. Here's what we should be thinking. I am capable of achieving my goals. I am grateful for the people and things in my life. I'm responsible for my own happiness. I'm unique and valuable just the way I am. I can learn from mistakes and grow. I can make a positive difference in this world. But so many times we don't. We think the opposite. So I want to I list a few things here. Instead of, I can't do this, think, hey, I can do this with practice and effort. Instead of thinking I'm a failure, think I am capable of success and growth. Instead of thinking, I'll never get through this, think, I can overcome this challenge with perseverance and support. Instead of, I'm worthless, think, I'm valuable and deserving of love and respect. Instead of thinking, nothing ever good happens to me, think, I'm grateful for the positive things in my life, no matter how small they may be. Instead of thinking, I'm stupid, think, I have the ability to learn and improve. Instead of thinking I'm all alone, think I have people who care about me and support me. Instead of thinking I'm not good enough, think I am worthy and capable of achieving my goals. The Bible emphasizes the importance of evaluating our thoughts, testing them against God's word, and focusing on positive and uplifting thoughts. Look, mom and dad, it's important that we challenge our teenagers not to believe everything they think. I've heard it said before, and I believe it, that our minds can be Satan's playground. And teenagers get so discouraged and so defeated, and they're so hard on themselves about so many different things. And if we're negative, they're going to be negative. Hey, let's be positive. Look, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We're more than conquerors. We can live a victorious Christian life. We don't have to walk around angry and upset and discouraged 24-7. We don't have to let the workplace determine our happiness. We can overcome and have the joy of the Lord on our lives. And we can pass that on to our children. I trust that this was a blessing and an encouragement to you, and I'm praying for each and every one of you as we go throughout this day.
Thank you for taking the opportunity to listen to The Greenhouse Effect, especially those of you that listen on a weekly basis. If you can, please share this episode with a friend and get on the website at www.greenhouseeffectpodcast.com and if you will, leave me a message and let me know what you would like to hear about. If there is a specific topic that you've been wanting to hear about, please click on that little microphone in the right-hand corner of the website and let me know. If there is a specific way that I can pray for you or your family, also please click on that microphone and let me know. I'm here for you, I'm here for your family, and I'm praying for each and every one of you on a weekly basis. Again, thank you for listening to The Greenhouse Effect. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review. The greatest trick Satan has ever pulled is convincing the world he does not exist. We have to live in light of the reality that he walks about seeking whom he may devour. He is alive and well today. Remember to work out your salvation today. May God bless you richly as you seek to walk with him. Mm -hmm.